0: Personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire, grow your self confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. We're able to keep our guest Ian Wilder from the Long Island Housing Services with us, and what we were discussing with Ian is this new discrimination disclosure form that's being used in brokers. And as a landlord, as a seller, I'm freaking out about this. I'm freaking out about this because I hire a broker now; they have to alert the buyer and tenant of their rights. They give them examples of all the things that we can't do, like I can't even have a preference for who I like anymore. And it says how the buyer and tenant can go to the division of human rights to file a complaint and get monetary money damages against me and i got ian wilder on the line and i started off with him and i said to ian isn't this isn't this a major thing and Ian goes no it's not and i want to know ian what what should happen what should we be doing tell us
1: okay okay we, we need to go back for a sec to your description because i would let's say frame it a little differently frame away what the the, the in terms of what they're being told, they're being told things that were rights and were existing forever. And in terms of what their preference is, it depends on whether it's a protected class under the law. And those have existed forever. And people in the real estate industry should have been abiding by that law forever. So there should be absolutely no change for them. Also, as my wife, who's like like you, you you have a very smart wife. I do, too. Thank you. She said, it's you smart. know what? You're going to turn my you get a termite company to show up. You have to sign off all kinds of forms to explain to you what's going on. And she said to me, "Aren't human beings more important than, than termites?" Yeah, aren't they? So the fact that you said, I would hope so. Um, I, I don't want termites, but as once we get out of quarantine, I wouldn't mind having other people in my house. Um, we'll be we'll right over.
0: Of court, I Ian. hope you have a very good barbecue ready for us. We're going to be there soon. So, Ian, back to where we go going, though. I want to understand, and sure. yes, you're right, no. I agree with you. There's, these seven violations were violations, but it's a big okay. deal to say to someone, hey, here's how you sue me if we work with you. How is that not a big deal?
1: It's, be- it's better to have it up front. Man. Honestly, it's good marketing for, for the, the real estate agencies because it shows them as being upfront in terms of telling people what they can and can't do. And it works in their favor because then they can fall back on a negotiation. This is called pointing to the higher authority. If they're asked to do something, which is against the law, they go, look, we have this piece of paper. It explains we can't do that. So and isn't that my point? To
0: so this is a major. So it's going to change practice in Long Island because it's giving credence it, or corroboration it, to the brokers well, to weed this out.
1: No, this. This shouldn't change practice. They should have been saying no all along. But they now they make have... it easier for them but to Ian, say no.
0: Ian, yes, it makes it easier. And they are in a weak bargaining position with their landlord and seller clients who they're beholden to. And now they have ammunition from the state to say How, they're the right and they they're in? wrong.
1: They're not in a weak bargaining position. Oh, yes, position they are. Because every, realist, every real estate should be doing this. And any real estate that's not doing this and and it takes a discriminatory request is breaking the law. Agreed. So, it should, it's, a, it's a level playing field. Agreed. It's a level playing but field. But this helps so the then, brokers weed no out
0: discrimination. Different. So, what would you do? You're Emperor Ian. That's how we started. And it's after coronavirus and it's a new world order. What do you think the state should do? Meaning, what regulation, what statute, what should they do? We acknowledge that the brokers could do more. Okay, we okay. acknowledge okay. the okay. landlords could do what? more. The sellers could how do, do we more. Stop discrimination. Stop discrimination, Ian. Yeah, stop it. Well,
1: Stopping discrimination would be getting rid of things like racism in this country, but we can do a lot more at the very least. I think government, in the same way, can can work with the private industry to provide backstops for them so it's easier. One suggestion, we had a closed-door session in Huntington with the Huntington Anti-Bias Committee and some realtors, and the realtors said, you know what we prefer? If we worked with the state and the state put up a single website with all the information that a buyer would ask for, and we could just, that information was just in one place. You know, the information they put out about school districts and, 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 and income amounts and, and whatever else that they ask about, about about neighborhoods, and we could just say, this is a state website, put in the zip code as everything you want. The realtors actually ask for that. That's an example. The other thing is, uh, some of these real estates um, clearly need to have... Uh, better handle on um, how their agents are treating people, especially they're treating them differently. So how do they so get the instance, handle? Yeah. You, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you an example. There was, in the news they think, there was videotape of an agent telling, um, I believe, an African-American uh, buyer that they wouldn't take them out unless they had a pre-approved mortgage, which I always considered to be wallpaper. And then they told the, uh, the 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 white buyer, oh, I got three listings for you. Oh, you don't have a pre-approval? Don't worry about it. I don't care whether the rule is that you have a pre-approval or not. The real estate can decide what their rule is. But they need strict enforcement of those rules so that they can see clearly that their agents are treating everybody the same. So they need to keep closer eyes on Ian. who's coming in How they're being treated, who's staying, who's denied. And I think the um, government can help them in that, in that government can help work with them and create a safe harbor. So when they're getting demographics. For instance about the buyers and sellers in order to track it to make sure there's not discrimination. The government creates a safe harbor for them that if you do it in this way, you're not discriminating by recording these demographics.
0: Let's go back because I like your idea a lot, but I have one flaw with it, and I would like you to tell me where I'm wrong about this. Because what right. I see is that you're saying a safe harbor, and I think that's a great idea. We'll go to the backstop idea about the single website, which I think you guys could be doing, and we'll talk about that in a little while. But the safe harbor thing, yeah, which be would be a have lot to, of money, it would, and we'll tell people. how to donate we're going to tell people how to donate to you in a little while to help you get there but i first want to start off with the safe harbor you said brokers could have a uniform policy and you're using a pre-approval as an illustration the problem with that is the case law uses the word owner established when they're talking about the objective criteria meaning that a broker doesn't make the criteria. The landlord makes the criteria. The broker doesn't make the criteria. The seller makes the criteria. So what happens if the broker has a criteria that you don't need pre-approvals and the landlord who's working with them goes, I'm not letting anyone rent my place without a pre-approval. So isn't it less of a safe harbor, but more of a mechanism to be able to create that? Well,
1: to start with, Your question, and by the way, you said landlord, and it was actually seller. I said both, actually. I said said landlord and seller.
0: The case is Mancuso v. Um, Douglas Solomon.
1: But but the thing is, the example that we're talking about from the newsday recording, the woman said, "I have a blanket rule. Okay. Unless you have them, I will not show you a house. Okay. Yet somebody else walked in, and she showed them three houses, and they had the same thing. Neither one of them had a um, pre-approval. I agree. So your example." doesn't really apply yes there might be exceptions and you know what you can deal with exceptions. you could you could have an extra button that says okay so th- you're showing houses that means you're not showing these two houses but you're showing these other two houses that don't have that rule I But guess not we- that you tell one person you have a blanket rule and the other person looking for the same exact thing that you have three places you can show them immediately ian and we 100% agree is
0: we 100% agree about your statement and your illustration that you can't show one person with one blanket rule and have a different blanket rule for another person. My question was about your safe harbor, though. And you're saying the brokerages should have it. And what I'm suggesting to you is it's not a brokerage-level issue. It's the landlord-seller-level issue because they're the ones that established the criteria in the first place.
1: No, because that's a subset. Not everybody says that. So, that's it. details like that are easy to work with. It's very easy in record keeping to check off a box that says, um, you know, a seller requires pre-approval for those few exceptions. But those few exceptions don't eat the general rule. I can. T- I did. I did real estate for a dozen years. It was very rare that people required a pre-approval, and honestly, it was mostly the realtors that used that, not. Because most of the, the sellers that I dealt with were not professional sellers, and they were not um, aware enough to ask that unless the realtor suggested that that's what they should do.
0: Good point. So I want to yes, go back to your backstop. Be,
1: there might be there might be some minor exceptions, and you can account for those in record keeping. That's why I'm saying, and I'm not saying that's why I don't want you to call me emperor. I'm not saying ha, that the government shuts
0: down. I will. Don't worry. I won't.
1: Saying, well. What I'm saying is the government has the power to create a safe space for the government, for the the real estate industry, and the fair housing people to come together to create rules that actually work for everybody. Because they'll decrease discrimination, and they will protect the realtors or the, the real estate agents. I don't want to use realtors, it's a term of art that only applies to certain people, not other people. A trade name. Um, but th- there, there, there are a number of places where they could do that type of uh, record-keeping or standardization where, where um, having... And also, you mentioned before this, the question of competition. If you have the government come in and set a web playing field for everybody when they work with the real estate industry and the fair housing... Then there's not some people who are trying to do the right thing, and other people who are girding along the line in order to try and pick up one or two extra clients.
0: That's a really good point, wait, wait, Ian. Not, Ian, that's a really good point, and we're discussing with Ian Wilder, who is the Executive Director of Long Island Housing Services. You can see them at lifairhousing.org if you want to learn more about them. We're discussing Ian's suggestions for the industry because we're going to use the word, instead of major new fair housing regulations, first-step fair housing regulations. And Ian's suggesting two different ideas a backstop where there's a website with a clearinghouse of information, and additionally, a safe harbor where there's certain characteristics that are set to screen people that are applied to everyone. If you're interested in supporting weeding out discrimination throughout Long Island, I suggest you go to lifairhousing.org and make a donation to this great organization that's been protecting civil rights for Long Islanders since 1969. Ian, thank you so much for being with us. Stay tuned for our next segment. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee.